You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast with Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. I am prepared. Dance off, bro. Me and you. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? This never gets old. Wake up, Daddy Song. God, Shuti Gatwa looks. Um, <clears throat> he looks really sharp, doesn't he? In Doctor Doctor Who, yeah, I love yeah, that jacket that, he's got, and that that costume looks so good. I can't, I can't. Yeah, sharp, it. sharp as fuck. It's just sharp. It. Yeah, it's look. You, it's like the jacket is it's very Doctor Who, isn't it? Like that, that yeah. jacket. Yeah, it like, almost I, it reminds me a bit of the Tom Baker one. It does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and his shoes. Just, fair play. He needs a scarf. He does. I, I really want to. That. I can't wait. I really want to go back and on Brickbox they got all the old Doctor Who episodes. I really want oh, to. Oh fuck through. yeah! How long would it take me to go back and rewatch all the old class Doctor? Yeah, but they're only from... short. See, they're only short episodes. Like half an hour. Yeah. Like yeah. But but then again, you get you did have like twelve episodes a series, didn't it? Uh, and you have to yeah, start with what? Christopher Eccleston. You can't just go into David. Oh Tennant. no no no! I'm yeah. talking. I'm talking about the Wim Hartnell going all the way back. Oh shit. Um, you know, oh, you mean all of them? Oh, fuck, all um, of them 1963 yeah. to 1989, I think it is. Like, yeah, they used to have like arcs, so like the, the first like arc was like six episodes long, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember watching when I was younger, I think one of my favorite yeah. ones, uh, arcs was this. This is it the Silurians, um, oh, yeah, but it's the first one with uh, oh, what's his name, um. Not Patrick Troughton. Uh, oh, um, what's the, John what's Pertwee? The, third, the third one, yeah, John. Yeah, Pertwee. John Pertwee. Yeah, and it's like set, and it's all about like nuclear radiation, radiation and the Silurians. Oh, that's um, really I think cool. It was called the the White Death. It was it the Green Death or something? It's with I like think, the I... giant maggots in like a Welsh mine, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I think that's. No, I want about the the original like nineteen seventies one where you first introduce the Silurians. Oh um, right, okay. And it's like this yeah. cave, and, they, and basically this military kind of uh, work opens a uh, working silurians from the cave. Mm. That's quite good. Also, one of my favorite one definitely has got to be. I think a lot of people say one of the best Doctor Who arcs, or classic Doctor Who arcs, is uh, uh, Origins Genesis of the Daleks. Yeah, I love that when they go to Davos. Yeah, 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 I love that, that. that. That's a really great one. Yeah. That was like it's that the, was um, quite a dark. Yeah. Arc, wasn't it? It's like Not the two really. different civilizations are fighting each other, and like they've been fighting so long, they're regressing. Yeah. So like like there's a couple of them, and they're all like like obviously they they've died in in battle, and they've got like laser guns and bows and arrows. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I love I love that arc. Yeah. Seeing like the origin of the Daleks. Yes, it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's up. up. And also, um, what's it, what's that one? There's a good one with um, oh, the Key of Time. That's a really good, huge arc. Who's the doctor for that? T- uh, Todd Baker. Yeah, and he has to go around finding these parts of the key, these keys. Yeah, to 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 get the, the Key of Time. Like, it's, you know, it's find this uh, find these keys, and all all of them are like six episodes. It's a big series. Yeah. But like he goes to like it's like one plot arc and there's another plot arc and another plot arc and each one's a key. So it's like a little like side mission quests, like a big multi quest. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm trying to think of like there was um 
he had like a car, didn't he? Was it like oh Betsy yeah, Betsy or something? Yeah, because the because the, the time laws took away his TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> so he he could only drive around on the car. That's why a lot of the time is um, he. Uh, that's why a lot of the time he's driving around the car. But also apparently back then the BBC had like short but not much budget for Doctor Who. Yeah. That's why they could go back go around do a lot of uh, special effects and stuff. Yeah, so that's why they film a lot of it like a like present day London, God because see. it was like cheaper. That's why. And then yeah. obviously he gets his tardis later on. Yeah, I've seen um, one of those videos by Alistair Beckett King on um, YouTube. It's like it's taking the piss out of Doctor Who, and it's like we can go. We, we I have a time machine that goes anywhere in time and space. Where would you like to go? We can go anywhere. And he goes, um, modern day London. And he goes, we can go anywhere at all. You sure? Yes, modern day London, please. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, Doctor, why are those aliens got Welsh accents? <laughs> I, I really hope because uh, Russell T. Da- Russell T. Davis is back, and um, you know, n- number ten, David Tennant is back, and we got Shooty Gatwa coming in um, to fill those big shoes. It, I, I, I really, I have hope for for who, in the future. Oh, I do, I do. It, it, and I, I, and obviously it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be part of Bad Wolf as well, so it's gonna be a huge yes. budget for it as well. It's it's really good that like a Welsh production company is back in the spotlight again for something Bad as Wolf, big as, uh, as Doctor Who. You know? Bad Wolf is gonna be like it's it's it, like they are gonna be making like like yeah. HBO know, levels. Yeah, yeah they are making you know, HBO it's levels. Dark materials, shows. right? Yeah. Um, and um, f- forgive me, people listening. My my voice is like really like, raw. Um, it's been quite a heavy weekend for me. Um, like saying, like, say what you like about Willow. It's still a Disney Plus show that's filmed on location in Wales. Yeah. You know, say what you like about it, but it, it is a, a big budget pro- uh, yeah. um, production. I'm, um, I'm looking forward to um, them making an adapt bad one, making an adaptation of the Burner called Codwell. Uh, the Winter King, which is about oh, another, cool. another Arthur adaption. Yeah, Arthur. I read about that a couple of weeks ago, actually. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like like um it, it, Arthur sort of like based in like more early British history, isn't it? Mm, yeah. What, what would you say, like Dark Ages? I think. Also, yeah, the way you look at Arthur, I feel like it's going to be like straight after the Romans leave, like that kind of yeah. Between, are they going to bring the... um, Clive Owen back? Oh God, no. no <laughs> No, no, no. That film's awful. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That film <laughs> yeah. is, is so awful. I like the aesthetic, but yeah, it's terrible. that's such an American version of what I people think Arthur is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's not. It's, it's yeah, so... yeah. Oh, my favorite night is Lancelot. I like <laughs> Lancelot a lot. <laughs> um. Oh, that made my throat really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top of the Cast, where we talk everything film, TV, video games, and conspiracy theories. I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm your host, Reese Jones. Um, and I actually should start a podcast by saying, uh, well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, we've got, what, seven more days till Christmas? Uh, yeah, we're time for running out. Of the cast, um, and we've been very busy this last couple of weeks, but we wanted to wrap up um, the Phase 4 on... I'll just review a phase four um, of obviously uh, installments with talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. 
And uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, we look forward to talking about this. Um, and we hope everyone's having a good uh, December. Um, but yeah, you can follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash HoverCoffeeCast, Facebook at HoverCoffeeCast, Twitter at HoverCoffeeCast, and um, and you can email us, HoverCoffeeCast at gmail.com. Please like, share, follow, and uh, please like, <laughs> follow, share, and all of you if you enjoyed the episode. Got, got there eventually. Yeah, I was well done. Well done. I, I, was, I, I was yeah. arguing. I got to say before we start, I was arguing with somebody on, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So basically, so basically, the there was this post by Mister um, Cow. Basically, said that the Avatar, new Avatar film, is three and a half hours long. Well, it's not really. Okay. It's three. It's three hours and twelve minutes. That's not three yeah. and a half hours. And then um, this guy commented, "Note to film industry." Making the movie duration longer doesn't make it epic. And I commented, you obviously haven't watched Return of the King. <laughs> and it, and, it, and everyone was everyone's just like, yeah, just, I was just like, I put them in your place, you know. Everyone complained about a film being three and a half hours long. You would not be able to survive watching God, The Godfather or watching, I don't know. Once Upon a Time in America? Once Upon a Time in America, long. The Ten Commandments. Oh, you yeah. Know? Launch Arabia, like yeah. come on, like I, I think it's it? like especially with film, people you know like they watch one sort of like video essay on YouTube and then suddenly they become like just you know they have like a valid opinion. Well, they think they have a valid opinion about film. You know, I I'm you know I'm I haven't studied you know sort of film like academically, whereas you know you, you have. So I I would never say that I was like an authority <laughs> on film, you know. I'm only a massive arts. I'm not like a, uh, I'm not a doctor or professor in it, so I can't really my 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 say can only go up to some point. But yeah, I can I can say that maybe people's kind of um, attention spans have gone down recently in years. That's why mm. it's, you know I think like back back in like the fifties and sixties, going to a the cinema and watching uh, you know like a a three and a half hour film was like epic and people were like really focused and stuff yeah. like that. Whilst now it's like people are very like, oh, they watch like the same comedy shows again because it's 20 mm. minutes each episode. The attention span is only like yeah. 20 episodes. You know, well, minutes. you know, I, I think that's a part of it, but I think also it's the, it's the fact that um, availability, you know, yeah. back in the day, you'd go and see a motion picture and that would that was the feature film. You know, that yeah. was the film. Um, but then you'd also sit through a B movie, you know, like the 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 sort of like the shorts as well. Where you know, yeah. that's where like, the term B movie is, it comes from. It's that, you know, it's not the main feature film. It's you know, maybe you know, arguably of lesser quality. So it was on as well with the feature. And I I, I just think, you know, now you know, if people had the choice to watch, yeah, let's say Ten Commandments, which is a bit of a slog to go through. <laughs> or you know a couple of TikTok videos. What are you? What are you going to watch? You know, um, I, I mean, yeah. I think especially, I, I think people's attention spans have reduced. But I think it's partially because like the availability of like short form media as as um as definitely sort of taken hold, almost like a stranglehold on media. You know, everything has to be short and flashy. I think. It really depends also, like, on the film as well. Like, people yeah. could play when a gig came out and they were like, oh, it's too long. But it went really quick. Yeah. So, but, but people would like complain it was too short. 
and an end game literally is in the name it's it was the end game of of like the, the marvel uh infinity saga so it, it had to be long like you know, with the bat- tie everything up like with the batman i wouldn't say the batman's too long i think it's a good good film and also, yeah. it's very much it's a, it's a noir tale, and it's got. Big I was I was going to say, yeah, noir. It harkens back to almost like a um, an homage to like the old noir films, yeah, which were and a bit of a slog to get through, and they were quite long as well. Like, yeah, yeah. So I I I feel like it depends on the film. Like, if you're you know if you're watching the four hour film about two people sitting in the room just talking yeah okay you know <laughs> it's a bit different but yeah. if you're watching like a four hour film and it's causing action and stuff that yeah. keeps the film that's progressing and it's like you know really good scenes and direction then yeah. you will come out thinking oh i did feel like four hours but you know yeah yeah, well, you know, I think especially yeah, like action, you know, like they, because there's the saying that you know plot stops the more the moment action starts. Yeah, you yeah. know, so you know people like say turn off or you know you can't just yeah like say have a three hour movie uh, which is just pure exposition. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could be um, what was what's the director that does that? He did uh, Twin Peaks. I, f- I forgot his name. David Lynch. Yeah, Lynch could get away with it. That's yeah. his, that's his wheelhouse, isn't it? Like like talking rabbits or something, some weird film he made. Um, yeah. What what, Dude, what, actually, what a tangent to, we went on then? To be fair, there, there, there's one, there is one film I'm looking forward to actually oh, wanting to watch when it comes out, and um, it's three hours long and it's Babylon, the new uh, yeah, David yeah. Chazelle film. It looks mental and it's it just I don't know, it, it is. It's, it's it's very it's, maximalist, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it's got like a lot of god global nominations. It just looks like a it sounds like it's a bonkers film, yeah. As well, like especially the making of it. So I definitely want to see that. Um, well, we're going to talk about some news actually. We're going straight and talk about mm-hmm. uh, Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy. So um, we had a, a lot of things really kick off uh, the last couple of of days but there's some stuff we want to save for our final um episode of the of the year um our review episode but uh, there are a few things we want to talk about um so um straight up we had our first trailer for barbie um uh, that was released uh pretty much uh like a kind of uh spoof of of uh 2001 space odyssey yeah. <laughs> instead of the little arc shape thing it's a uh, tall braga robbie Barbie doll, and yeah. I think it's uh, I, I I loved it. I it shows the tone of what this film is going to be. It's not going to be serious. It's just going to be a very funny film. And we had a look at some of the cast as well going to be there. And it's just yeah. What, what do you think about what do you think about the trailer? Yeah, I liked it. I was hoping we'd get a, bit, a little bit more because I'm yeah. intrigued to see like what the actual story is going to be. But um. I, I have faith in um in Greta Gerwig's sort of direction. Yeah. You know? Like it was only like a couple of months ago I watched um Little Women. Um so I I I'm really impressed with like her like sort of work. And yeah, she I did, think she's the perfect choice. And she did Lady Bird it. as well, which was really good. Yeah, I haven't seen um, it unfortunately. Little, but, um, Little Bird, yeah. Lady Bird? I, I think it's Lady Bird, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, uh, yeah. uh Saoirse Ronan, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, that's yeah. it. No, but um yeah, Greta Gerwig is yeah. a really great uh um uh, director coming up in Hollywood and you got, got a bit like you know it Margot Robbie is, is Barbie 
other who our, our actress you get. Yeah, I, th- I think it is the perfect cast. It's a perfect yeah. casted ad. It's ad, right, Gosling Ryan Gosling is Ken. Yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. The the yeah. memes are so funny. It's like um, you know, like like because Go- Gosling has had like a, a really weird sort of like career in that you know he'll go from something like you know uh, was it like crazy stupid love to drive to barbie it's really it's really weird he has um he has a, a no sequel rule so if um there's a new barbie film you know you'll have to break it, it was he said, he, he, I, I don't know he, he, he said like he, he doesn't want to do like sequels is that yeah. why he's at the end of Blade Runner twenty forty nine? He dies because he was like, yeah, probably. He's like, yeah, I want to die. I don't do sequels. Just kill yeah. me off the end. But of plus, it, it was very profound when he eventually yeah. dies. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's almost like Pinocchio becoming a real boy. Oh, the, yeah, that, but... that's uh, I want to mention as well. The, the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio is a fucking masterpiece. It is amazing. I heard, I heard it's very. Um... It's very, it's very much kind of looking at the, the themes, very similar to the themes of the original Pinocchio, like with fascism yeah. and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, quite the, the fascism element is pure Guillermo del Toro. Like anyone yeah. that, that's seen his work, you know, Pan's Labyrinth or whatever. He, yeah. He, he, he is, he's very left wing, you know, but he does it, he, he injects his politics into these films in a very, um, I don't know, it's very heartfelt. And yeah, and like the 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 themes of you know, I think um, the the cricket says you know about it's about imperfect sons and imperfect fathers. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It, it is a really fucking good film. Yeah, and it's it's a very it's very bittersweet towards the end as well. I'm glad you know you you don't go in expecting what is in the film, which I was very surprised at. Um, is it compared to other um? adaptations it's it's definitely it is i cannot find a fault with this film would you say that game of the toro's Pinocchio is more based on the source material than the actual yeah disney yeah, adaption, disney yeah. Disney even with massive deviances to the original material it is a true adaptation would you say it's darker than the the animated version uh by animated you mean like the, the, the original 19, the, the 1940s one yeah. um I'd say it's darker in, in different areas to the original. Okay. You know, obviously it's it's not, you know, as I said, it's not like other adaptations. It is not no, a remake. No, no. It it is. Um, I, I read somewhere that this was like 15 years in the making, and um, all the different like maquettes and like bigotures. It's all practical. It it is beautiful, and it, you know they wanted to record any mistakes. You know, sort of like finger marks or dust on the set they wanted to include it to show like the the imperfect nature of um of stop motion animation it, it, it is it's, it's amazing and the voice cast as, as well amazing the young actor they had to, uh, to do pinocchio was very very good and um is it david bradley um yeah giuseppe walder Frey, you know game of thrones yeah um he was like the country farmer in hot fuzz he, he is um he's such a good actor and and his voice, you know, it's really weird to sort of like, you know, when um, a voice becomes, you know, intrinsic to that character. By the end, I was thinking, yeah, that, that is Geppetto's voice. It, it is a dark film, but then again, oh my God, Guillermo's Mussolini's always... Mussolini's in this? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, oh a, it's a really good character of um, 
because you know they project him as the sort of like little man he's got little man yeah. syndrome it's very very funny yeah but it's also you know there's horror you know there's sort of like very you know, heartfelt sort of moments oh, wow. um and and the model of pinocchio is so unique you can they would say i, I watched the behind the scenes and like the 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 thought that went into <laughs> it was it was amazing <coughs> You okay <laughs> yeah i've been coughing quite a lot recently um, <laughs> um yeah but that's my um uh kiss arson of uh game del toro then i really need to watch <sighs> this i i'm what i'm there's a lot of films i need to watch right now mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna do a massive um, watch film watch a lot yeah. over the over the last next two weeks i mean i've got to watch a banshees of english shooting Oh yeah, I'm Russian. Whatever. Yeah, um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, um, Knives Out Two is coming out. Definitely gonna be watching that. Um, but yeah, um, I definitely put Pinocchio on my list as well. I'm trying to watch as much like you know a lot of the Golden Globe stuff, the ones I haven't seen yet. I watched Woman King. That was very good. Yeah, I am seen it. But I've no, good it's things very good. The action choreography is really good. Um, uh, next piece of news we talk about, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, but, but Barbie, tra- you know, we're obviously gonna get a proper trailer in a month coming soon. But our first look, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. How's it gonna be? I'm, I'm wondering how it's going to compare to op- how it's going to come out and it's box office going to compare to Oppenheimer, obviously, both released on the same day, and as well, we had some set photos of Oppenheimer as well, apparently. The trailer for Oppenheimer is really is showing in the IMAX screens of Avatar. Mm. So I want to see, hopefully they'll release a trailer online soon. But looking at some of the set photos, um, it looks like, I don't know, is this going to be like a mixture of black and white and color? Because some um, set photos It's going to be similar to Memento. Uh, it's showing right. sort of different different time periods. Okay, so I, I would have been happy if it was all in black and white, and then when yeah. they show the, the uh, um, nuclear blast, that's in full color. Oh, I would have been happy with that, you know. But yeah, he's going to use the the memento sort of um, uh, wave, like showing different differences in time. Yeah, so um, I can't wait. And we got, <laughs> and obviously, and apparently, he did not use CGI to recreate the first drop of time bomb. Yeah, he actually, the, blew up. He, he actually blew, blew up. up Nevada. Yeah. he actually set it off in Nevada. <laughs> there the were jokes about that. All the crew have got radiation. They have to sign up, basically. When you signed up for the Nolan film, you're like, you do know yeah. you're going to have to have, you're going to die in like a couple of years' time. From yeah, sign away your so rights. Yeah, sign me up, sign me up. Yeah, 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 you know. But, but that... hey, I got to work with Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm coughing up blood every day, and I'm slowly. Uh, yeah, you know, not great, not terrible. Mind. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't have kids because of the radiation in my, in my body. But you know what? Yeah, worth it. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> um, God, comes to set for City Murphy though. He's never been nominated for an Oscar. I really want him to be nominated. That's for that's an Oscar. A, that's tragedy, honestly. I know. I I like. Not even the Golden Globe he's been nominated for. I want this man to get nominated for an Oscar. And mm. I hope he does. But, I mean, Nolan films don't really have a trek of having a lot of actors being nominated for Oscars, Nolan films, apart from Heath Ledger. But a lot of, like, 
the Nolan films that have come out, they're really much more spectacle rather than kind of... Obviously, the performances are great, but, you know, his, the more Oscar awards go, may go towards the score and the visual effects and the yeah. sound and stuff. They, they're the very Nolan-y, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, they are popcorn cinema i guess well well me don't get me wrong and, and the the concepts he tries to put to a screen are very profound but yeah it's very nolan-y i'm but, hoping uh, like he, stri- he strips back to the bare minimum with um, yeah with uh oppenheimer i i really want this to be like literally a story of a bad who created the most devastated weapon yeah. in human history and how his basically struggles to you know his struggles you know making it and also his struggles to kind of come to terms with what we are being the destroyer of worlds it's yeah. it's it, and i look i'm see city of murphy does bring that powerhouse of like raw emotion and just terrific kind he, of he, he's just the way he, like he holds his mouth as well he has a very pouty look yeah almost almost sort of like um oh, what's the term not oh, I, I don't know how to describe it but like just moody yeah, you know, he, and he's probably a very happy man, but he, the way he looks and the way he projects himself is very moody, the, which I think is really good for the original teaser. Where it's, it's a part where um, it's like all the kind of um, you know the voiceover, yeah, and it's a, it's, a, it's Cillian Murphy, and he put the hat on, and he like straightens it, yeah. You see that you know, last shot from that teaser trailer, yep. the original one. It kind of gives me that impression that like he's the character Oppenheimer, the person Oppenheimer is pristine, like there's some yeah. sort of like perfectionist perfectionist him. to him yeah. as well yeah so but then no, also not... ego isn't it yeah yeah Pro- projecting ego. sort of like you know the perfect sort of like look the ego and like the the almost yeah like the, the lust for power isn't it yeah i can't wait i think it's gonna be fantastic yeah i can't i can't wait i can't wait as well um but yeah that's why news um let's go talk, talk on to go straight on to talk about uh black panther so um black panther kind of forever um the final film of Phase Four, um, and 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 honestly, kind of like watching it, I you know it's directed by Ryan Coogler. He's come back. Um, obviously, this film has had a lot of changes to it as well because obviously yeah. Marvel announced because success the success of Black Panther, the first one, which was an eighteen film. They were like, okay, we're making a sequel. Then Chadwick Boseman sadly passed away as a cancer, which was he kept quiet, so a lot of people didn't know about it. So it came a bit of a shock to a lot of people. So Disney had to Marvel had to kind of revert it around to kind of make the sequel that would be a be a tribute to, to Boseman, b continue on like you know, you know the kind of like you know what what the character of Black Panther, and see like you know like just make a great film because black panther the first one was you know a very different film that marvel's ever created it was you know it was you know talk about like the the legacy of what is to be black in america to be black in africa uh you know it, it was very you know and like the heritage of like the, the african heritage african-american heritage and it was it was you know so this film got nominated for like best picture you know but it, it shows you like how great that film was um and this film came out. This film had so much to deal with, and uh, so much to kind of like, you know, try to find the word, but like, 
had so much to kind of you know prove that it could be maybe better. I'll say by putting quickly summarize this film isn't say on it's a great film. I wouldn't say it's the better than the, the first one, but it is a very great film, a great tribute to Bowie's Burn and a great kind of tribute and kind of continues to kind of look at the legacy and the culture and the heritage of you know of you know Africans, African Americans and you know what it is to be black. In, in, you know, in the world today and it's it's and you know it, it's done really really well uh what are your thoughts on it i think it's good i think it's a quite a f- flawed film um you know yeah. in part to uh, yeah you know the, chadwick boseman's sad passing but um, i can see you know the the, the the goodwill was there, you know, the effort was there to sort of, yeah, like trying to restructure and recenter around um, the passing of the torch, you know, which has been sort of in line with um, phase four, you know, in general, sort of like handing over from the old guard to the new generation, you know, so um, uh, what I'm referring to is, you know, Shuri becoming the, the new Black Panther, which, you yeah. know, it does line up in the comics, but I mean, uh, I, I just, I don't like, uh, is it is it Letitia Wright? I, I I just don't like her acting, which you know was a big issue for me watching uh, Black Panther two. There um, was a lot of issues, but because because she's very anti-vax, so yeah, I, I try I try not to. Yeah. And that obviously that's unacceptable, but I try not to factor that into my opinion. I'm trying to do it purely on her as an actor, but yeah. I still can't get. Yeah. I, I just don't like her as, you know, like this sort of like leading role within this film. I, I much preferred, I, f- I forget her name. It was, um, so it would have been T'Challa's uh, mother, the sort of like the queen, um, the, the queen dowager. Um, oh, yeah, Angela Bassett. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. But then again, feel, she's a fantastic actress. I feel know? like with Chadwick Boseman past, they were like, okay, we need, we need like the leading person for this film. But they were like, okay, yeah. obviously, Tito Wright. We'll have her be the Black Panther because they did, they did, there's nobody else they really could have had, could they? Like, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have made sense, for it, yeah. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't. Um, and I mean, you know, her, be, her being the lead, I think the Marvel, you could have, I don't know, somebody, I don't know, you could have Rocky Raccoon be the, the leading person of the Guardians, and the film will still make a lot of money because it's got the yeah. Marvel title, you know, exactly. stuff like that, anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't. The, the 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 lead her being the leading thing still obviously helped, but you know not, people don't go to a Marvel to be like oh we watch this because this person is the leading the name in it, but it wasn't the yeah. start, but now it's more like because it's got a Marvel banner people yeah. still go and see it. Uh, had um I agree like had Chaz- Chadwick Boseman not you know passed away, I think that it would have been the opposite. You know people would have gone to see this film for Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, I think um, Marvel and Disney were using his death to promote the film, you know? Yeah, there's a tricky grey line, I think, yeah. between that, because you don't really know, like, you know, you, you could yeah. say Marvel... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's um, uh, it's Ryan Coogler, but I think it was the sort of, like, you know, the, the big wigs, you know, in, like, the, the boardrooms that were trying to capitalise on it. You know, because yeah. they, 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 see, they see dollar signs at the end of the day. You know, and, and it, it, but, it is but, really but, sad. But, but also on the other side, I do feel like they were trying to honor. Oh yeah, 
yeah, there's a lot of people that no, obviously, you, you know, you don't. People, you know, were saying that um, Chadwick Boseman was a very nice man, so obviously it was shocking to them, and it was, you know, it hurt when he died. So they obviously wanted to give him a fitting sort of send off, isn't it? And I'm so glad that they retired the character of T'Challa. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, not yeah, recast they, they him. him off. Always, there was always a discussion about where we're going to recast T'Challa, and people were saying yes, people were saying no. I'm glad they, yeah. they, they, they obviously haven't. Um, I wouldn't have made sense to recast him because people know T'Challa being played by Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, you know, exactly. they, Marvel can get away with it. You know, uh, recasting uh, Rhodey because who the, who the hell cares about War Machine? <laughs> honestly. It's like, with, it's like with Thunderbolt Ross. They're able to recast him because, you know, William Hurt but I think Thunderbolt with, with Ross, you, you just need a white fella with a moustache, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Harrison Ford. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and then again, the Hulk movies weren't the most beloved of the MCU. And Thunderbolt Ross wasn't the most recognisable of characters either. No. Whereas... T'Challa, the Black Panther, on the other hand, you know, and and the, the suit as well, the, the iconography of the whole Black Panther um, character is very, it's it's quite minimal. You don't really need a lot. Because you, you look at the, the comics, it just looks like a black suit, you know, like a, a guy in, a, in a, a black suit with sort of like cat ears. Yeah. You know. But yeah, definitely. The, the imagery, like the silhouette is there. And they used they used that mark in the first film. You know, they just showed like the Black Panther mask, you know, and it's very stark, very striking imagery. Um, well, so there's been so yeah. many different people taking on the Black Panther. The Black Panther is a mantle. It's not really like yeah, a, yeah. you know, like one. It's only fit for one character and stuff. Like four, I'll say four. We're like four can play B four, but with Iron Man, there's been different types of Iron Man over the years, different types yeah. of Spider Man. So. Yeah. You have so much like you can you can retire the character to Charlie because then you can just go through the comics and pick out someone else who's yeah. done the mantle. Plus, I think it was it was the respectful thing to do, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah and and I'm, yeah. I'm I mean the first opening is obviously about the this funeral and stuff, and then you have our really nice opening credits. Yeah. And it's and it's all quiet and it's just to Charlie images of T'Challa. And yeah. Marvel kind of, you know, yeah. titles. I, I like the inclusion really of the sort of like, um, you know, sort of obviously it's it's going to be a mix of like of uh, traditional African sort of like funeral, um, yeah, uh, f- funeral uh, processions, I guess. Yeah, you know, I don't know that obviously they'll obviously have like a, a correct term for it. I'm unfortunately uneducated on that, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it was a very fitting send off, I thought, and obviously very emotional, and the sort of like the the um the very I wouldn't say monochromatic, but you know, everyone's sort of like dressed in white and then you see the sort of like the very stark like black panther mask. How yeah. different it was. It, was, yeah. it was. it wasn't out of place, but it was almost, no. you know, it, it it was fitting in how it didn't fit. You know, but the black and white sort of like very stark um what's what's the term? How, how you know like yeah, it was very stark. And also, it kind of it, it lays out what the character of how it affects Shuri because obviously she loses her brother, but mm. also she she like doesn't she's like doesn't forgive herself for feel like I could have saved him. Yeah, but she knew, but like she couldn't save him, but she felt like she could have. 
but like because of basically the way Killmonger destroyed all the uh, the the leaves or something like that, yeah, the hardship, so, the hardship herb and stuff like that. So obviously that couldn't couldn't save that could have saved the child if it wasn't burnt. But hmm. Shuri like kind of blames herself that she could have saved him, and that what pushes her character in the rest mm. of the film. But I, what I do like is the kind of the, the kind of the respect and homage, not homage, sorry word, the kind of tribute to Charla is right at the beginning of the film, is right at the end of the film. It doesn't like take over all the whole film all, all the time. That's the thing. Which I kind of like. You know, it's not like they're all you know there's there is another there is a film in this. And obviously, they what well, they done it really well. Where it's like, okay, we got to like have a tribute to Chadwick Boseman to Chala, and we got to have it in this film, but not so it just takes over the film completely. No, it's it's bookends, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to sort of talk about um, Namor or like Namor, Namor. Namor. Um, I I kind of I really did like um Tinoca Huerta as um as Namor. Yeah. I sort of like I appreciate that they they wanted to go with like a different direction for the character like um they wanted they to obviously retain the look but obviously put like their own sort of like spin on it and by going for is it like uh looks like Aztec or like or Mayan sort of like Mayan um, it's it's very yeah. Mayan yeah, yeah yeah like um you know they gave him sort of like a cool name is it was it like a Tukukan or something you got to sort of like click when you say it Tukukan yeah 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 but obviously, you know, it's like, what was he like? Oh, you know, I'm called blah blah blah. But you know, my enemies call me in the more. That's a fucking badass, isn't it? Um, it's like the, the devil, yeah. like that, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like how it was like the the feathered serpent. You know, he's, yeah, always, he's like it. a god to these people. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I sort of like the inclusion of um, let's say it as it is. The inclusion of Atlantis is just a retcon you know i think at this point in the mcu it's 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 struggling under its own weight of like the the world building it's just so much you know like you can have you know wizards along with people in armored armored suits fighting aliens you know wanting to get like powerful gemstones you can have it all but you know how however weird it is you suspend your belief but when they keep on adding it and adding it it's, you almost start to go, well, where were these people like years ago? You know, what happened to these people? And they always yeah. have to go with, oh, it's a secret society. And only only now that they're, you know, revealing themselves. When you did it for Wakanda the first time, you can go, oh, okay, yeah, it's a secret sort of country. But then you get more and more things happening over and over again. And you just go, oh, Christ, again, it's pretty boring. Now. Yeah, because it, it, uh, I felt like, obviously, when, the, when they started mining for... Um, Oh, I was going to say Adamantium. And Obtanium. <laughs> you know, um, what well, well, what's um, what's, what's oh, Vibranium in this. Vibranium. Yeah. And they kind of like, they start, they basically become known to like the American government because like, oh, well, a ship got attacked. Yeah. And you got to think about like, okay, how many ships have gone down that path and maybe, you know, people have gone on a dive in, going underwater and stuff like that. And you're thinking, is this not being. Done before. No, yeah. Done before. Have people not? No one knows about this before. Which kind? Of, it's not like they're hiding. That's the thing. They're not. It's exactly. not like they're they're, yeah. they're sleeping and it's just awoken. It yeah. gives you a question like throughout history because these, you know, the I can't remember what they're called. Um, oh, the Talakan. Uh, 
they, they yeah, are Atlanteans, isn't it? They're, they're yeah, 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 yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah, the Tala, the Talakan, yeah. How they must they've been around since the 16th century. Throughout those centuries, there must have been stories and tales of these blue people who have come out from the surface of the water and maybe yeah, it's, it's almost you know, like attack a any ship. Yeah, it, it feels like oh, no one knows about this until now. Like, surely this would be like you know, like an X file or, or like something a secret document in <laughs> yeah. like in like the, the government or something like that. Be like, oh, we heard about these people that attack ships down in like you know Central America, stuff like that. You yeah, know, it's it's it doesn't make sense. In my opinion, and it's a bit sluggish with kind of the you know the record of it as well. Hmm. Um, I feel I've, I, I'm, you know, it's interesting having around and about and the way I'm cool that, that it's, they're in it. I'm cool it's that cool. they're and the reason, yeah. and the and the reason why they're attacking you know you know ships and people go into the depths of the water into their territory and taking their resources. Very much you know an allegory for uh, imperial exploitation. Yeah, from, you know, yeah, cl- but also, all of they they were created due to this kind of exploitation and kind of invasion of colonial powers. You know, they, they the reason why they become these blue people and they establish Talakan is because of the smallpox that the the natives basically received from uh, the Spanish colonizers. You know, at the, pretty much. You know, history. You know, history. Chris Columbus did that. One of the reasons yeah. why he he's so easily able to take over these areas when he arrived was because he affected a lot of people. A lot of the natives with smallpox because they had small, they bought smallpox smallpox with them. Yeah, um, well, they they did it on purpose, didn't they? Was yeah. it Christopher Columbus or was it like um, settlers? Anyway, European settlers. Yeah. They gave them infected blankets, didn't they? Yeah. Um, infected with smallpox, and obviously these people had, had never been exposed to it, so they had no, yeah, um, any sort of like bodily resistance to it. It's, it's fucking genocidal. Um, so yeah, yeah. so well, Neymar, his kind of view of humanity and the people, the, the surface world, is one of like chaos and destruction and yeah. just like Evil, genocide, genocidal, really, yeah. isn't it? So his his kind of relationship with uh, Suri. And so he's kind of like know that the surface world can be the, the world beyond Wakanda can be cruel, but they're still good. They're still people. Whilst Namor does not does know that he just he just sees that you know it's it's survival, be kill or be killed. So he has got to that point, same as Shuri ha- has of recognizing that like humanity can be cruel and they can you know. Like the world, the countries outside, nations outside Wakanda do want to, you know, take the vibration from Wakanda, but there's always like the good and evil, whilst Namor just sees the cruel of the yeah. surface world, which I think is very interesting. And that's why you have this kind of fight between the, you know, the Talakan and Wakanda, yeah. because we're really Williams, because yeah. he sees Rui Williams as kind of like the representative of the cruel kind of destructive nature of the surface world. Hmm. So that's what he wants to kill her. I think it's a bit successive. Like what, you know, why do you want to yeah, kill her? Like yeah. Like why, why don't you just give it like a stern talking to or something? Yeah. It? You yeah. Know, like it obviously, cause he's the villain, you know, he, yeah, he, he, he's out to, you know, out to cause trouble. He's the villain. Um, I kind of wish that, you know, people are saying, you know, they're comparing him to Killmonger. I definitely don't think he's as, well developed as Killmonger at all. No, no. You know, um, 
you know, maybe it's sort of like, you know, he's not Michael B. Jordan. And obviously, Tino Huerta is a very talented actor, but I don't know. I kind of wish he was written better. It got bit. Um, yeah. It got bit. Uh, the thing that annoyed me a bit was his, one of his, the idea of like the eye for an eye and stuff like that, you know, like hmm. one of his servants got killed. So he decides to murder the Queen of Wakanda. And you're like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, like we're even or like, better you're dead. It's like, you literally, one person died in your kingdom, so you basically invade a whole city. Oh, well, you know, you know where it is, isn't it? People, yeah. It's you know, it's like a, an attack on one of us is an attack on all of us, and you know, like he's because he, he, purely as the antagonist, he has to antagonize. You know, he has to yeah uh, retaliate, doesn't he? That you know, the Empire Strikes Back and all this stuff. Evil for the sake of being evil, and I and I kind of wish that the film didn't do that. But it felt um, like, yeah. I, I, like what I don't understand about these, these like you know these water dweller fighters is right. Okay, so that's that's see on the bridge where uh, what's her name uh, Okoi uh, Okoi is basically fights them and she stabs a couple of them and then they're able to like basically come. She stabs one literally in the stomach and is able to like, come back. Whilst in other scenes they get mur- they get killed and I'm like I, I don't understand where this is like is what are the rules to this. And then there is the the fight, the third act, the fight on the ship. A lot of Wakandans die, and it seems to be a lot of the the blue, you know, uh, you know, the Talakad, the the Talakad, <laughs> the Navi, the Talakad fighters seem to just not die. You're like, okay, this is really confusing. But also, yeah, why? Honestly, this is dodgy. If you have got a, a group of people who live underwater who cannot die, and it seems to be unkillable in battle. Well, I, I think it's it's to do with one of the marketing sort of tools that this film used was um, to publicise that, uh, yeah, Namor is a mutant. So that yeah. sets off alarm bells for uh, nerds like us. You know, mutant, oh shit, are they going to bring in the X-Men in this film? And I think they did that on purpose, knowing that people were going to see it. You know, maybe they didn't, they don't like Black Panther as a character, you know, they're not that into it. But they love the X Men, you know. They want bums in seats, don't they? At the end of the day, yeah. And obviously, and... that's a very cynical way of looking at it. But the, as I said, pe- they want to make money. Yeah, and also uh, Miss Marvel basically she found out at the end that she's a mutant. At the end oh of the show. god, that was terrible. So I oh think they're god. dropping they're dropping off stuff basically saying that this person's a mutant, this person's a mutant, and then it's kind of like giving hints. You get like, a mutant, and you I don't get think, a mutant. I, I, I think what Kevin Feige's doing, he doesn't want to shove all the. He doesn't want to make a film, a, a film, be like, okay, all these mutants be around for thousands of years. And was like, okay, okay, what the hell? He's laying the foundation, so he's dropping counts into the show, the f- shows and films. I, and I like, don't, I don't like mutants. it. I don't, I don't like the way they're doing it. It's almost like this drip feeding, you know, like this name dropping, or yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, when Miss Marvel, you know, like, oh, you're a mutant. It's a mutation. They they played um, one of the stings of like the original X Men theme. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. It and was cute like Doctor, when they did Doctor it. Strange, they no, it, it was cu- it was cute because they brought yeah. back Patrick Stewart, didn't they? It was cute. But when they keep on doing it and doing it and just and just like teasing the audience, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's not. But it gets the question then, because people are asking, well, when are the movies actually going to be introduced? Yeah. When the X-Men arrive? And then Taylor yeah. like, oh, I've lost anything. Like, it, it, was like, okay. it was like the joke in South Park, wasn't it, with uh, Game of Thrones. You know, the dra- dragons are coming, I swear. You know, the dra- the yeah. dragons will come. It's like, yeah. yeah, when? When, George? 
and and it's, and, it's, and every the problem is now every single film or show that's going to be covered out with Phase Five. It's going to be like the question is, oh, it's going to be there's going to be these fake rumors go around about Doctor Doom's going to be the post credit scene. Oh, People thought Doctor Doom was going to be in this to the point that actually on the back Panther what kind of for wiki. Dr. Doom was kind of written in and it was like, oh my God, he's in. But he's like, no, because anyone could edit that page. So yep. it, it's going to become a question like, oh, who's going to be mutant? When are these people going to be dropped in? It's going to always be rumors, fake news are going to be spoiling around now. So there's always a downside and a good side of introducing something like the mutants into, into the MCU. Um, Again, I'm not a big fan of the whole name dropping, like, oh, we're making this character mutant because we want to set up the mutants. Yeah. I think I think it's and, just lazy. They just want to, like, tease people and just make money. That's all I think it is. And and them haven't actually said they are a mutant, like, you know, I am a mutant. Like, they call yeah. me a mutant. It's a bit, like, too much in your face. Yes. Like, you don't, yeah. you know, show, show, don't tell. Like, you know. Exactly, yeah. Like, oh, that, it, but, it is. It is quite, like, um, cathartic actually to say about this, <laughs> but I don't know whether they're gonna make name more, continue more villain, or gonna kind of set him up more as like an anti hero slash hero. It's gonna be like a Fast and Furious film where like the enemy in this film is now one of the family in the next film. They could do like a Loki, they could do a Loki, isn't it? Like, it, yeah, they could yeah. they, they, they make name more like a Noah Loki, oh, so like. God. But I, you know, I mean, I kind of like it because I think that's like the way they were going for Loki. You know, yeah, he went from full on, you know, maniacal villain into you know struggling to do the right thing, you know, finding inner peace and inner love. You know, that was good. But what are they going to do? Yeah, like they'll have to expand everything with Talakan now, wouldn't they? They have to give uh, Namor like a more rounded um, character, and. I'm not really a big fan of like stuff like underwater. Like you know, with, let's look at Aquaman. It, it's it's ugly. Everything's like you know murky and how the fuck do you talk underwater? It's just dumb, honestly. Like none of the it makes sense because um, it's fun and quirky on a comic book. But then you know, making you know, another Aquaman cool. They did do it well. You know, they had the sort of like yeah, like the Mayan aesthetic. <coughs> But, but a lot of, the, but a lot of yeah. the scenes are not them actually in underwater. It's like yeah. they're actually in like these kind of these cities, Talakan, yeah. but actually you can breathe. So th- there's none of that kind yeah. of like. But you know that you know effect. why that is, don't you? It's obvious because it's it's really it's super hard to film underwater. Yeah. So you just make you have to make up some bullshit excuse to film well, it, in it took, air bubbles and shit. It took Cameron about thirteen years. To yeah. film Avatar the way of water, like yeah. these water scenes. You know? Yeah. That's why well, the groundbreaking. Remember in Aquaman? Or, or was it like Justice League? Whenever the characters who can um, breathe underwater need to talk, they make some bullshit like air bubble and then they talk. And the moment they stop talking, they just go back in the water. It's yeah. just to ease the strains of production. And especially in post COVID, big companies like Disney will, will save any sort of money you know, they'd have to spend in any way possible. They realized that during COVID, they could make monies on the cheap, you know, using um, smaller um, budgets, you know, smaller productions and still make a fuckload of money. That's what they realized. And they're not going to move away from that model now, I think. I think they're going to stick that model. That's why some suspect shows on Disney Plus have, you know, the quality has been lacking because they're cheap. 
they are cheap. Oh, I'm really going to town on Disney today, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think because these last two installments, we do talk about Black Panther, we'll come to forever, and Guardians Galaxy, the holiday special, which we'll talk talk about later on in this episode. But hell yeah, it shows that Phase Four has been a very mixed bag, and it's been directionless, isn't it? I think Disney. The Marvel and Kevin Feige's idea of we're going to have put all this stuff out in phase four in this year and the next year, they realized that it hasn't really worked, mm. and so I think they're going to cut down on stuff in phase five. Apparently, someone's written this there's rumors that they're going to re look at phase five and be like, okay, what do we actually? I think having it in two years is a bit too much. I think I feel, even, even I feel like with Phase Four, there's like what was it? It's been we've had Black Widow, June, July, twenty twenty one, and then we got Black Panther: Wakanda Forever in November twenty twenty two, and then you had all these TV shows, all these films come out. I don't understand why there's a massive rush to have all this, and I, it's because of the contracts, yeah. And uh, well, not only the contracts, I, I don't know because the contracts really are like they've done it for like every installment you're in, you have to be in a certain number of films or shows. But I don't understand why they're shoving so much into like one year. I, I don't get it. And this can be a discussion we can have at the end of this episode to talk more about. We'll, we'll go and see phase five. But and as you said, one of the reasons why it is obviously shown is the the, the effects. Have struggled. She Hulk. The effects were that great because yeah. it's. I mean, been... the, the 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 effects houses. You know, like the the production sort of like houses that do without those effects. They they've they've been treated quite bad. You know, by yeah. the company, and a lot of them are not willing to work with Marvel anymore. And it, it, I, it, it is pretty bad. <laughs> I I do I do feel like they really need to sit down and have a look about how they're going to redo this because. Honestly, I don't. I don't like phase one went on from two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. That was four years. Yeah. Yeah. Phase two went on from twenty thirteen to twenty. Okay, fair enough. That was that was you know that was kind of two three years. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, that, and then phase phase uh, what you call it went on phase three went on from twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen. So, so that's you know, that's four years. I don't understand why they shoving phases into like two years. Also, there's also a lot more content coming out now. So I don't, I would not, I'll be happy if phase five was five years, honestly, four years. That there needs to be a gradual flow of not having like something come out every single month for Marvel. I I think that's what they're going to do now. I think that they are like sort of going to change the model a little bit on that front, I think. I hope so because it's, you know, it's you know, like for example, you had Moon Knight, then you had then you had Doctor Strange, then you had um Miss Marvel, then you had Thor, and then you had oh, She Hulk, yeah. and then you had Black Panther, and then I'm also have some more I'm also trying to look into more uh presentations as well, like yeah, Marvel presentations. Because yeah. they're just one off episodes and you don't need to be dedicated to to like, like two months of watching something every week. I, I, you know, um, and you can make that on, on cheap as well because it's only like an hour. Um, anyways, um, back to Black Panther. What did you think of the Ruby Williams character 
in this film. It was okay. I get, you know, they, they obviously want to have... They want, they've been thinking of including her for a while. Um, I don't really know that much about, you know, the sort of, like, comic version of the character. But, yeah, you know, I mean, um, if people want a new Iron Man, I guess they, they've got it now. Um, and I, I'm not really a big fan of, like, the suit. No, no. I, I that, like a lot of people said the suit was a was really. It just looks really dumb. It, it looks like a really shit sort of like um. It look, what they, what it do look... they call it? Like a, like a Metroid like um knockoff. It looks Have like you, a cheap... Metroid. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a cheap transformer suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like RC or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, yeah, I, I wasn't they, a fan. They yeah. introduced her because they wanted this other angle in as well. But also the idea is okay. We want to, well, know. she she's Spider Man, isn't she? You know, yeah. she's like we what want they tried we... to do in uh, Civil War. Yeah. We, and the idea was we're going to set her up in like our own show and stuff. And there's a lot of questions about Rhea Williams. Like, how did she get this, all this tech to make this suit? How does she start? You know, why is she, you know, how, and all this stuff. And it sets her up about we could be following her character in the Ironheart show as well, which I'm looking forward to. But do you reckon also it could be that people are so missing Iron Man? And that's why they brought in Ironheart, Rhea yeah. Williams. Cause, yeah. yeah cause they want an Iron Man character. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit, it's a staple, isn't it? Like Iron Man started the MCU, so they have to have a cardboard cutout sort of, you know, person in a suit. To be fair, it was really nice watching the scenes with her in the suit, and he, and it was all like, you know, the close up of the face and the oh, suit. Oh, like, yeah, like the um, heads up display. That there was, cool. was like such yeah, a nostalgia yeah. of like Iron Man. It was like I've not seen this since mm. Endgame. But it, like, but it was, like... it was different, wasn't it? Which yeah, I liked. Yeah, because yeah. obviously. This isn't Tony Stark, so this is Riri Williams. She she's gonna have her own sort of like design of, you know, how the sort of like yeah, like the heads the, the heads up display looks. And I liked how, you you know, it, it's definitely member berries. You know, it's definitely like yeah. the sense of nostalgia, but it's a spin on it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, you know, I I don't really know that much about the comic character. They like said no. Well, she becomes she gets mentored by Tony Stark in the comics. Mm. In the comments, I think Tony Stark retires and he wants somebody to kind of like continue his work. So he gets Rui Williams to, um, he kind of takes on Rui Williams as like a, you know, an apprentice and stuff. So he mentors her. My so, apprentice. <laughs> but I, I'm interested to see what the show is going to be about. And I think they are going to be setting up, you know, this is going to be a young Avengers thing they're setting up. But they're always yeah. characters yeah, to yeah. face for. And Ree Williams is another example of uh, another another thing, another person they could add to the Young Avengers uh, roster. Roster. Um, how what do you think? So we had um, we kind of the more you know um, Ross was back. So you know um, what's his name? Um, uh, Everett Ross. Everett K. Ross. Martin Freeman's back, and he's obviously he's an ally of the Wakandans. And in the comics, and obviously from uh, number one, and to fair, this this part was a bit like, do we need this? But I think yeah. also, and apparently his ex-wife is is uh, is Vantina uh, Dolfontine, and she's oh, I hated that. CIA. I hated and that. So she's much. setting up the she's setting up the Thunderbolts as well. So it's like okay, this is going to be they're setting up the Thunderbolts for this film as well. But I think that's why she's in it. I think that's um, why he's in it. <laughs> yeah, apparently also he's going to be in uh, Secret Asia as well. So it felt really just out of place, to be honest. I did think you really needed 
Like, yeah. I think you could have had him to be like, okay, he could be well, to in do it. something, isn't it? He he could be in it just just to show the Wakandans, help the Wakandans find out where Ree Williams is, who created this vibranium, you know, finding machine, whatever, you know, harvesting machine. And then that's it. But they kept they kept on with his character, and I felt a bit like, okay, why? And I feel like that was all that was they trying to set up about uh, 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 Fontaine was the head of the CIA, which obviously is going to be a big importance when it comes to Thunderbolts. I, I think we're going to see it again, maybe Secret Invasion or Captain America Four, but. It felt a bit out of place, to be honest. And I felt like, again, this was like Black Panther as well was trying to set up other stuff as well in, in the MCU. Um, and it wasn't really, you could say the first one didn't really do that. The first one was just kind of like a main focus story. Yeah. Um, um I, I mean, I wasn't, you know, I didn't come out to like, watching this film thinking that it was great. It was yeah. it was okay. It was it's it's just a, a you know another Marvel film in my mind now. Yeah, you know, and blame that on sort of like behind the scenes sort of like struggles and obviously the the lack of the sort of like um the the main draw you know of of tragic Bozeman was not there. Yeah, it's it's a bit disappointing. I think. What um what do you think about uh, Killmonger come back? Um, I mean, he was a fan yeah. favorite, so I think yeah, was, in, the, uh, in the astral plane. But I think I, I think it was unnecessary. I think I think it was a good cameo, and I think it makes sense because it's the ancestral plane. But when you drink the hardship herb and you become you know trying to gain the powers of that pamphlet, you are in the astral plane, and you see like the person that kind of like relates to kind of what you're feeding. And I think yeah. with T'Challa, he saw his father and it became very much a whole, like, you know, because he had this kind of, like, confusion with his father about, like, why his father never told him about his, you know, his cousin, his secret cousin. Mm. And when Killmonger takes the hardship to Herb in the first one, he sees his father. So it's all about basically finding answers. Yeah. And with... With Shuri, she sees uh, Killmonger because he's resemblance of what she is right now, revenge and hatred and anger. So if when she takes the hardship up, she's not going to see T'Challa. She's going to see Killmonger because T'Challa is not one of revenge. And Shuri wants revenge because of the death of, Ange- of Ramon- her mother, Ramonda. Mm. And so that's why she sees... Um, and also, she's trying to find answers herself, but she's finding them through Killmonger, who basically you know, says to her, you have to take revenge. But that's why he's in it. And I think it was cool having Killmonger come back, because he was a really good part in the the first film. And having him come back was good, you know, was, 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 kind of, was kind of cool anyway, because you can't be back Mark and B. Jordan. Obviously, his character's dead. I don't think we're ever going to see Killmonger again. You know? So, but... It's quite it's quite interesting having him come back and basically him be what Chewie was striving towards was revenge, like how she was feeling. And I think that's you know that, that was really, really good. Um and as I said before, like you know, Angela Bassett 
Queen Ramonda, I think, gave such a great performance. And she's nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress, which I think, you know, I don't know if she'll win, but the nominations, you got to stand nomination, especially the scene where she talks to um, Okoya and basically she talks about how much she's lost, her husband, her son, and all that. And that is some great, some great powerhouse uh, acting by um, Angela Bassett. Um, and this film, you know, the first two, this film, Black Panther, has some, some great performances by some of these actors. It has some of the, like, Ryan Cougar does know how to make great performances of his, of his, you know, the cast. And watching Black Panther 1 and watching this, there are some of the best MCU performances in, in these two films. And it shows that, like, just, Compared to like some like Fall of Thunder, where like the acting is still good, but it's not as strong and not as let's say like riveting as the performances in Black Panther. And it shows that like it also shows that no Marvel can be serious, though they can like bring some great actors, actresses into their roles. But also, <coughs> but also they can like not maybe not worth exploring, but basically they can showcase why these actors are so great as well by by their performances. Um what do you think about that? what do you think about that? Yeah, and no, I, I agree. I think you know, Ryan Coogler is a you know a really good director. But I I, I don't know it's just, I don't know. I, I'm disappointed by this film, I think. <laughs> it's not it's not my, my favourite. Um I would say that it's one of the better Phase 4 films. Yeah, yeah. It does struggle with... The one time it felt like you can cut off a few things. The mm. 2 hours and 40 minutes wasn't really needed. It was interesting about looking at kind of like the differences and the similarities between uh, Talakan and Wakanda. Um, the set designs are amazing. And I, I like it keeps the kind of themes of colonial exploitation and the legacy of you know imperialism that we found in yeah. the first black time. I like to continue with that. And they showcase that from like a different angle. Um but it felt like yeah this film well without doubt it did it's done really well you know concern you know looking about like how much it had to be they had to change it because of Bozeman's death. And it was a challenge, and I think that they succeeded. I don't think it's, you know, it's not as bad as, say, for Love and Thunder. <laughs> you know, it's it's very, it's a very respectful film. And it's, you know, the action scenes are amazing. Uh, you know, it has all the great, like, perks of what made the first Black Panther, you know, great. And, you know, we've seen more Black Panther films. Yes, we probably will do. And I think if they, you know, keep keep having Ryan Coogler on it, I think obviously that'd be great. But I, yeah, you know, I, 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 I personally really enjoyed this film, um, and especially the end as well. Somebody put the the mid credit scene where we have T'Challa's son. I think that's a really nice touch where the legacy can be continued as well. Yeah. But the idea is like you know. 
yeah, that, that keeps that legacy continued. And I think that, that was a nice touch. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's my thoughts on the Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, I'll say it's definitely, yeah, as I said earlier, it's one of the better faithful films. Um, yeah, it's not my, it's not my favorite. <laughs> I think, I think if I look at the faithful films right now, which actually should, oh, oh, so we have, so we look at the films, so you know. Let's look at the faithful films. We've got Black Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther. I'll say Spider-Man's my number one. No Way Home is my top one. Number two, I'll definitely say Black Panther. Number three, I'll say is Shang-Chi. Um, number four, I'll say definitely is uh, Doctor Strange. Number five is... Black Widow, number six is Eternals, and number seven is For Love and Thunder. That's my rating. That's my ratings. Do you have a rating for your favorite Phase Four films? I I don't really have favorites. I mean, like you know, No Way Home was good. Doctor Strange was good, I guess. Um, But the rest, like like Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder was abysmal. Um, It's been a very weak. It's been a very weak phase of films. Black Panther was okay. You know, it's, it, it, I don't know. Like Black Panther wasn't ever sort of like you know, my favorite sort of character. That you know, so maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. You know, my subjective <laughs> opinion. But I, yeah, it, it doesn't come close to being how shit um, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder was. No, that was fucking no, terrible. No. Um, to the point that now Chris Hemsworth retired from acted. Or like he wants more well, serious. You know, no, there were type of actors he wants more serious. Well, he had um, that thing, didn't he? He was, um, I don't know. He had what was it like? Um, not a diagnosis, but sort of like um, his family is sort of like predisposed for um, was it Alzheimer's? Yeah. So I guess it. he's sort of you know he's, I don't know, maybe it's sort of caused him to realise. You need to spend time with his I family. I, I can't be able for shitty, shitty four films. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what would you rate Black Panther or Color Forever? Probably like strong six out of ten, or seven out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give this. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't. I'm gonna give this. Really. Um, okay, I'll give this an eight, eight out of ten, in my opinion. Um, I think it's a really good film. Not as great as the first one, but. I think with the challenge they had, they faced, they don't, they still, you know, his end result showed, done a really, made a really good film. Um, and the, the grandson, his score was amazing as well, I've got to say this. Especially, yeah. I love the, um, the kind of the, what you call it? Um, the, oh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, the Dora, the, the Dora Milaje, the that Dora theme Milaje, where they yeah. get the French mercenaries and chuck them in. I think that's a really cool theme. Yeah. And also the the Black Panther theme where like Shuri Lishi jumps down and she she's wearing the outfit. Yeah. And that kind of like that. Oh god, he's such a good composer. God. He's a very talented man. Very you talented know, man. Yeah. Like, what was it? Um. Oh, yeah, the Mandalorian and stuff. Mandalorian, tennis, stuff like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, um, going on to talk about uh, wrapping up, um, talk about um, from Black Panther to Guardians of the Galaxy. Got the holiday special. 
Another yeah. little uh, uh, Marvel special. Um, this was cool. This was fun. Yeah. This was fun. And I, I know For... it was very, you know, um, cheesy, but, you know, like, this is why I liked Hawkeye, because Hawkeye was, you know, made for the holiday season so it had to be more you know i wouldn't say upbeat but it's definitely more sort of like trying to be feel good and like in your face about it you know like and unap- james gunn was unapologetically sort of like you know he, he wanted to make a christmas special which was very um not even episodic but quite isolated in its storytelling you know l- l- like an old-fashioned like christmas special it, it, this had no bearing on what's going to happen within the MCU, but who gives a shit? It was fun. They brought in Kevin fucking Bacon. They, I, I, I was watching it, and obviously, I think I'm suffering from a bit of MCU fatigue. And I didn't. I went in not realizing I'd enjoy it that much. It's. It was so fun. Do you know when people say that the word filler? It now seems like a negative thing, like oh, this this shows a filler. Y- yeah, or this yeah. Film filler. This is I I don't I think there's good filler and bad filler. I agree. I I re- this yeah, is I totally good. Agree this is good filler. Yeah. This, this is a show. This is like a, a special that hasn't got any high you know high stakes or massive developments within the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very much a very you know it's a Christmas special of any, you know, any show or film and stuff like that, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, we need to get home for Santa for Christmas or, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the plot of the guardians of this is Peter Quill's upset because he hasn't really, you know, he's away from home and he's never really, you know, celebrated Christmas, you know, since he's been, he was abducted. Let's, you know, let's bring Christmas to him. Let's go. And, and it's what Mantis and Drax go into, you know, it's their little road trip or space trip, whatever, uh, yeah. spaceship trip to Earth to get Ken Bacon. Yeah. You know, it's not that, that was, getting, a, really, that was get, a really good get, choice. I don't yeah. know if it was James Gunn's idea, but the idea that um, Drax and Mantis are the least sort of like developed of the Guardians. Yeah. So giving them their own little buddy adventure w- was a good choice. Yeah. And they are very good, sort of like, um, they bounce off each other really well. Yeah. And obviously they are the more, say, comic, you know, like comic relief characters. But it works. You know, the whole um, uh, uh, kidnapping Kevin Bacon was fun. Yeah. And I, and I think... say... Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, carry on. Oh, I was just about to say, like, um, James Gunn can do a really good, like, musical intro. You know, you, you look at Peacemaker um, and then look at this. You can tell that it's the same director. What were the, um, the going for? With the, uh, with the old, old with the old ninety uh, sevens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. I don't know what Christmas is. Yeah. I like I, I I still I'm going back and rewatching it because they are so like weird, and you see like you know like Chris Pratt sort of like disbelief at what they're singing about. It's it's really funny, you know, and it does it does set the tone I think for the Christmas special. Did it? They did it really well actually. Yeah. I think also talking about the mantis and Drax, there's like kind of like a are they are they not kind of romance a bit. I don't uh, know why. I, 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 I didn't I get, get that. that. I, I get, get that. that. I feel I feel like I got a bit of it in Guardians Two, and then and I feel mm. like maybe a little bit here, but I'm not sure. That's just me. Yeah. But what this show is, it's like <laughs> it also this this show is like the calm before the storm. 
because uh, we know yeah. <laughs> Guardian, Guardians 3 is going to be a very tragic. It's going to be very yes. sad, and it's going to be an ending to this roasted mm. of Guardians. Yeah. So, look, let's have... I feel like Guardians 3 is going to be very, a very emotional film. Oh, I, I, I'm have, not ready for it. I'm not ready. Let's have something very lighthearted and fun with all the Guardians together celebrating Christmas before we delve into Guardians 3. Yeah. And I think that's really, really nice. I think that's what, you know... And, you know, people miss the Guardians and stuff. And, ha- you know, they, they were in... They, obviously, they were in Fall and Thunder, but I felt kind yeah, of like... They didn't, they didn't really, really have anything to do well. with it, they? Yeah, it didn't really mix well in that film. No. But the rest, it done, done really well. And and it's, it's such a... It's Christmas... It's, like, it's such a Christmas, like, film show. If you lay back and you just... It's just a chill thing to watch over the holidays... It's yeah. not like in your face you have to pay attention to every single scene, you know, like Die Hard. Like, Die Hard is just a fun <laughs> yeah. action Christmas film. And yes, it is a Christmas film. We just, we said, yes, if you don't agree, if you don't believe us, we watch our Die Hard review, Christmas review, back in season one, because I basically said it is a Christmas film. You know, like films like Elf, Polar Express, uh, Home Alone, Die Hard, they're very chill Christmas films to watch, yeah. Not too, it's not too like much, you know. It's not too, there's not too much you have to like focus on. It's very chill, relaxing. And the Guardians Holiday Special is one of those, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not as bad as to say, you know, I'll say it's way better than the Star Wars Holiday Special. Um, obviously, that no, no one can disagree. Um, but it's very, it's a very nice thing, you know. It's, I'll say it's a very nice way of wrapping up phase four and concluding phase four it's yeah. this very nice chill happy festive holiday special and i hope we i hope we have one every single year to go to the mcu because it's quite it's yeah. quite nice you know if anything was going to do a holiday special it was the guardians because they like weird enough to get away with it yeah you know i don't imagine yeah. like the captain america christmas special or something <laughs> And, uh, the Hulk, the Hulk Christmas special. Yeah, just like Hulk realizes Santa isn't real and just smashed up Christmas. Um, <laughs> I, I do. And, and, and what was it like? Forty-five minutes long. That's it, what you it, need, really. I think that's what's needed. It's not it's what, too it's what long needed. and it's not too short. No, no. And Kevin Bacon it's, uh, it's good. plays Kevin Bacon. Brilliant. You know? yeah. and, and the amount of EE adverts. Kevin Bacon is in. You think he's, you know, people. I think he's. People think he's a bit of a meme actor, but he can. He's still a good actor. Oh yeah. Like yeah. And he he fits so perfectly because obviously we knew that Footloose is one of of um, Pete Quill's favorite songs uh, films growing up as a kid. So obviously you you know you got to have Kevin Bacon in it as well. And um, you know it's it's an easy paycheck for Ken Bacon. You just be yourself, and you yeah. know, people people love Ken Bacon. Like you know, as I said, where he's serious, where he's just like comical. You know, he does himself. Um, you know, we have John Yu come back, so Mark and Rook came back as John Yu. Yeah. Very fun. You know, in this, it's, it's like you know, it's like an animated kind of like flashback, and I think like that's nice. That was good. That was very Christmassy, wasn't it? Like old, yeah. old timey, like Christmassy. And, it's good. And, it, and it shows a lot more of the kind of like the father-son relationship with Peter and yeah, Hindu. it was sweet, wasn't it? Like, yeah. and then showing what really happened at the end of the story. That was really yeah. fun, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 Michael, and, Michael Rooker, you can tell he loves to play Yondu as well. Yeah, 
And I think also it adds to more the kind of the tragedy where he dies in the end of Guardians yeah. 2. Because, it, yeah. yeah. He, he's um, such a good character as well. I can't believe he died. Uh, I did like Maria Bakalova as Cosmo the Space Dog. That was that was that was cool. Yeah, she played um, Borat's daughter, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, Borat too. Yeah, I, 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 I she because she got nominated for a Academy Award for that performance, so yeah. she's really big in Hollywood right now. And a lot of people want her to be their their stuff. So, and she's gonna be she's gonna be Cosmo in Guardians Three as well. So she's a new member of the Guardians. Oh, cool. So it's got, so, like, it's got like telekinetic powers, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be bloody traumatic watching uh, Guardians three. Oh what my god, you... I can't believe how good the special was. There is one big reveal, which I wouldn't say like changes the MCU, but it's something that adds a bit more. Is that Mantis and Star Star Lord are like brother and sister, but like you uh, know. Uh, that reveal Half kind of system. makes me want to say that Mantis is going to die in the next film. I feel like it, yeah. But then, I don't know, I, I, I'm hedging towards Drax, actually. You think he's going to die? Drax is going to die, yeah. I have a I don't know, it's just something... I don't That's shot. That's shot uh, of Peter Cole screaming. Yeah. From the trailer. The that is horrific, the... isn't it? Yeah. That's horrific. Um... Yeah, and also like, um, what is it like the mantis crying, and then that sort of out of focus, like a, like a, a blood drip or something, like or like a, like a yeah. scalpel. Um, and and I'm gonna say sort of like I think the high evolutionary uh, created uh, rocket. I think so. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, so like he has sort of like a vendetta against the high evolutionary. Yeah, and then one of them's gonna die. So they, you know, they resolve then that you know they're gonna, they're gonna get rid of this, this bastard, um, um, and then Kevin Bacon in the special was uh, jamming with the old ninety sevens, in all of their alien makeup, which was cool, um, so having him being like hypnotized by Mantis and then sort of you know, try you know not being like erratic or like you know losing his shit was very funny. Yeah, it was. It's like you're an actor. Oh, it's it's, it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, and then seeing Groot as well, I I, I really oh like my the design God. of Groot. Why this this Groot look buff, doesn't it? He looks yeah. like a buff Groot. Like I'm glad that they didn't try to make him look like the original Groot. No. I'm glad you know because it, it's a totally different Groot now. Right. So it? how old do you reckon he's now? Do you reckon he's just like so? In Guardians One, he's like baby. Guardians Two, he's baby yeah. Groot. In um, the Avengers films, he's like teenage Groot. I think is that how we're is that what it's supposed to be? And then in this, he looks like he's like, I don't know. He's still quite innocent, Groot? though, isn't he? Yeah, but he looks yeah. buff, man. I don't yeah. know why. No, no one's mentioned buff Groot. He does. Yeah. He looks massive. Fat with a pH. Mate. Man's going to go in the gym. <laughs> yeah, um, well, like, he's on plant-based protein or some shit. Um, oh my god! When, they, when they're giving them all their presents, that was really funny. If you, you know, um, who's um, <laughs> who's um, the guy? Isn't it James Gunn's brother? Is that him? Oh, uh, Sean Gunn. Yeah. Sorry. So I looked yeah. at this, and then one, this article was like, "Why Boot Groot was so buffed in the new Guardians of the Galaxy?" Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, 
as I say, like um, Sean Gunn, his character, when they're, they're given like you know the presents, it's so I I burst out laughing because his present was a, a model of him holding a model of him holding a I I laugh and then oh, he, him was like so just cute. giggling to himself about it that I burst out laughing. Um, I loved um, I loved the Bucky Game Boy for Groot. Oh yeah, Bucky's arm um, for Rocket. That's funny. Yeah, that's so funny. That what arm's... did Nebula have? Oh, I can't remember. Wait, um, uh, I can't remember actually. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what she had. Actually. Um, but it gives you a question about how the hell she got Nebula got <laughs> Bucky's arm for for Rocket. <laughs> yeah, a... You're not really meant to question it. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it's, it's funny. Just fun. It's funny. Yeah. Because he, he, he um, did say, didn't he, in in Endgame, I think, or was Infinity War, it's like, I'm going to get that arm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just a joke, I guess. And it's really funny. Um, Peter, like, what was his present? Was it like that, it's revealed that Mantis is his sister? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Drax, what did he have? Uh, Drax, I'm, I'm looking now. Um, I'm just looking at what what they all got. Um, I can't remember actually. Uh, Peter's gift is uh, Mantis. <laughs> um, we haven't spoke about how they actually bought nowhere from the collector. Ah, uh, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not really questioning that. <laughs> It shows the collector's still around, though. He didn't die by Thanos. Yeah. They don't really know what to do with him, do they? Uh, no. Like Benicio Del Toro. He's quite a, a big actor, so I don't think he's going to come back anytime soon. The buff Groot. But that's yeah. meant to be their like, base in the comics, isn't it? And they got a new ship. The new the ship Bowie. is called the Bowie. The Bowie. Yeah. That's it. I say Bowie. I'm one of those it's people. different, though, because like Peter's ships were always named after like childhood crushes. It was like um, the Benatar... And the um, the Milano, you know, yeah. it would be Pat Benatar and and Melissa Milano, but now it's like now it's David Bowie, which is a bit different. But yeah, then again, it's a, it's a nice little da- uh, David Bowie uh, tribute. Um, where else was there? We we don't get to see their newer uniforms. We're going to see that in the film. Yeah, they've just they're still in their sort of like Ravager like outfits, I guess. We definitely this is like. It's in the middle, isn't it? As I said, like it's set, it's, it's setting up. I feel like you're watching this and you realize that, like, okay, if you have it in the back of your head that Guardians Three is going to be because you know what happens in all the Marvel trilogy, you know, trilogy films at the end, the third one, Iron Man, you know, that was quite a dark film. Four of Four Ragnarok, you know, that was tragic. Spider Man, that was tragic. Captain America tragic as well <laughs> you know there's a lot you know it was, it was a very dark film so you know what's coming for the third one so it's quite you know as i said it's it's watching this knowing what's going to happen is quite nice isn't it and as i said there's a calm before the storm mm. i i can't wait i think it's gonna be what, fantastic do you reckon in like a couple of years time like decades time this will be seen as like a christmas classic to watch again i i, I like to think so I, I think it was really fun. It was definitely iconic. The yeah. um, the chase through Kevin Bacon's house, um, Mantis and Drax getting like drunk, which was weird. Yeah, that, that was um, funny. And the the musical intro, 
very very iconic um i definitely say it's very edgy very like it was sailed very close to the wind for a, a disney property like like marvel and i guess that's why i liked it because it was different it was fresh yeah it, but it had that very um very um recognizable james gunn you know stamp of approval yeah and he he, he looks he he rocks the white hair have you seen the behind the scenes uh photos no no yeah 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 and he's uh, we're only gonna hear more about him as well because of like the stuff he's doing in dc yeah yeah so he's gonna be very you know popular amongst uh the nerds the film (laughs) tv the tv news and stuff coming up um although i'm gonna ask you a question yes did you expect to go into this film and be like okay i'm gonna watch this film and I'm going to expect that all the guys are going to be sitting around and we're going to be watching tutorials about how to uh, basically put fuel in Peter Quill's spaceship. Yeah. I and then it's going like to. <laughs> Art Tardy going to be coming around and, and basically selling stuff to uh, Drax. Oh my and God. And then it's going, to be, it's going to be a cooking uh, segment where um, Groot is going to be cooking for the Guardians. <laughs> Oh and my then, god. And then yeah. and then and then we're gonna have Rocket Raccoon watching porn on the VR <laughs> thing. And if you guys don't know what I'm about, watch the Dolls Holiday special. Um Yeah. If if you value your mental health, actually don't watch and it. And there's no just there was no Jefferson Starship, so as well. There's oh no my Jefferson god, Starship. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we got something much better. Oh old, old twenty, old ninety-seven. <laughs> they, they were actually really good. I'm surprised I haven't heard of them before. No, I haven't either. Like, but you can tell, like they were, they were having a laugh whilst they were like filming it. I think James no, was... friends with so much uh, artists, isn't he? Yeah, like, it's all it's all his like kind of his taste of music, isn't it? Mm. But it's just like it's music, like musicians that you wouldn't think of, you know, yeah. like wigwam you know for for doing like the the intro to um peacemaker never you had a wigwam before no no yeah fantastic though yeah, um yeah. uh just to wrap things up and we yeah wrapping up i think i think yeah, I think yeah what would you um rate uh guardians galaxy holiday special oh probably like a nine out of ten yeah i'll give that i definitely give us nine out of ten i really it's very fun it's, it's very chill it's like it's very chill I'll say a cup of hot, hot chocolate, chocolate on coming Christmas Eve, <laughs> 35 minutes, and you sorted. Um, when it's cold outside and it's raining outside, um, which in Britain is happening quite a lot at the moment. Uh, yeah. Did you get a lot of snow round about where you where Yeah, you it's, it was um, snow and icy as well. The roads oh. have been really bad. Like, I had a lift. Um, I was meeting because I, I was on a sort of annual drinks with, um, like, my friends like in the valleys um so when i was on a lift like the car was like skidding all over the place with all like the ice oh, and snow it was really God. bad actually yeah i've seen some vi- some videos of like in england where it's like you know so like literally layers of snow people are like driving the cars and they crash into other cars and i'm just yeah. like why are you doing why do you really need to go out driving yeah. in this condition like but it's like pretty bad, like layers of snow, like you know, high up. You're like, mm. you, 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 yeah. You, know, you, you, if you're a kid, you like, you like literally just fully in it. So, yeah. You know, um, you know and like, um, we use sort of like the mountain roads, you know, especially when I'm going to work. And luckily, yeah. like they haven't been that bad. So no, bloody hell. 
Um, but yeah, uh, hope everyone, hope the snows go around for everybody else as well. Hope everyone's uh, keeping safe and warm um, during this uh, cold winter. But yeah, that wraps up our Black Panther: Wakanda Forever and Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special reviews. We find we have concluded Phase Four on THCC, and now we're going to be starting off Phase Five with. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, and actually, I'm looking forward to that film because it's where we're gonna, the the ball's going to start rolling now. We're going to get some see some Kang action, and yes. uh, it's going to be a proper setup now for Kang uh, uh, Dynasty and Secret Wars. So, uh, yeah, thank everybody for listening. Um, as you as I, uh, follow us or. Our many podcasts, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and you can listen to the podcast on it's, uh, Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, um, Amazon Music, Overcast, etc. Uh, hope everybody has a good Christmas. We will be coming back after Christmas to do our annual end of wrapping up season three with 2022 reviews. We'll be talking about our favorites. Uh, our top 10 shows and films of um, of the year, have a kind of discussion about some of the big events of the year and wrapping up with what we're going to be seeing in 2023. So uh, thank you everybody for listening. And um, we'll see you. Have a lovely Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll see you on the next Hoffy Coffee Cast. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Hoffy Coffee Cast. But before we end, me and Reese want to thank everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to like, follow, share and review. In addition to tell your friends, family and fellow nerds and coffee lovers about our content. We both enjoyed talking about these topics and with your help, we can strive to be bigger and better and bring out much more to our fans and listeners. I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm your host, Reese Jones. And we'll see you on the next Hoffy Coffee Cast. Take care and goodbye. Bye.